And a reminder, the first 30 minutes of this podcast are available on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google, and many of the major platforms. The full podcast is available at www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. SRB Media. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to our Wicked Podcast. The current view with the Idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. Steady away. What kind of week you had, son? Oh, it's been hectic. I've been following Trump, as you know I do, with his court case, so it's been hectic for me. <laughs> I want to wind a few people up. <laughs> yes, Storms has lost the case. What's her name? Stormzy, the um, the the American adult yeah. star, or shall we say, actress. Uh, what? Stormy Daniels. Storm, not Stormzy. Stormzy is the one that looks like Lukaku, isn't it? That seems yeah. and shoes. Stormy, yeah. Dan- Stormy yeah, Daniels. Stormy Daniels. They have some funny names, don't they? Well, she's a porn star. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, fair play to the Trump, but uh, there you go. He's had some magic moments with her, or allegedly <laughs> not with her. But what uh, what a magic moments have you sourced for us to this week well, in football? As you know, again, we repeat it every week. I mean, yeah. how do you pull how do you pull goals out mm. uh, or pick one out out of the mall? But I'm nicking one of yours. But I did see it, Ethan. Um, what's the kid at Brighton now? What's his surname? Yeah. Bloody hell. I'm I'm not sure. There was two great the, goals. The, the, I'm on the one the one where he um let it go through his legs and he flicked it in. Oh that's the um Young lad, eighteen. Yeah, old, yeah, he's the Irish fella, ain't I? Yes, that's right. I did post it up, I can't remember his name and uh, It's Ethan it'll come to me in a bit. Something like that, yeah. He's he's, yeah. he's the Irish boy, isn't he, that England yeah. wanna try and nick. Well, for a young kid, the audacity, yeah, uh, the confidence to try it, you know. Um, so don't say, if you're good enough, you throw them in and Absolutely. look at him. He looks more than good enough. He looks as though he's going to be a bloody superstar. And Brighton look more than good enough, don't they? The other goal, um, I posted up both of Brighton's goals because I thought the composure from the boy that scored the other goal was quite phenomenal. And they are a side that's, you know, FA Cup semi-final. They look as though they could get into the Champions League. I mean, Brighton really, you know, a, a, a great example of how you can evolve your club and your team without spending ridiculous amounts of money if you just do it properly. Give a coach who believes in the players. Correct. Right? To get the best out of the players. Correct. Cluffy were the prime example of that with Derby County. Absolutely. And Nottingham Forest. Yep. You know, and we all go on about well that were then. It's now and it's all different. No, it's not different. It's about getting the best out of your workforce, whatever job it is. And if those people want to come into work and happy are coming into work, they're not even bothered about doing a little bit of overtime. And in football, in football uh, case, you know, they want to go in and they want to be happy. They want to train. They're looking forward to training. And that's what he's done. I mean, I looked at Potter there and Potter did terrific at Brighton. Yes. But when you look at him, mm-hmm. they score a lot more goals under he under him, the Brighton manager yeah, Zabba, than, yeah. than what Potter did. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, 
it's incredible because Potter's going to walk, walk away 13 million. We can say 10 million a minimum, can't we? Yes, we can. Yeah. You know, yeah. how would he have thought not being an elite player earning that kind of money in his lifetime? <clears throat> it's think... not an easy job. Mm. It's a very difficult job and it's a pressurized job. But it's an inc- and he deserves it because if you're going to give somebody five year contract, Right. Yeah, absolutely. What's yeah. never won it? What's never yeah. won anything? Look, I advocated to give him a chance. You look at him; he plays some good stuff. But I've always told you all: it's like anything else. You've got to be able to handle the players, the big, big players, especially the ones what's not in the team. You identify that from the get-go, from day one. So we are going to be talking about uh, what's next for English managers because there has been some breaking news tonight about Frank. Uh, so we're going to be talking a little bit uh, later in the podcast about that. Um, you did reference how did he think when he first came into the game. His debut in professional football, I believe, was at my team, Birmingham City. I think then he moved on to to, uh, to Stoke. But he did play a few games, and um, I remember watching Graham Potter as left-back. A decent kid, but never in his wildest dreams would he have thought that he'd get a £10 million payoff as a, as a football manager. And, and, and good luck to him. And as I say, we're going to be talking about that later. My magic moment, I turned on the game uh, Napoli versus Milan, and I turned on for one reason to watch Special K, this Georgian superstar. I looked at him a couple of weeks ago when I watched the game that he played in, in its uh, in its entirety. I've seen bits and pieces of him before, and I thought, hey, I'm going to have a look at this kid. I watched him, I thought, you know what, he really, really reminds me of Jack Grealish. He plays that kind of way. I think he's a fabulous player, but it was... The AC Milan trio that took my breath away. They won 4 0. I'm not sure if you caught the game, but what a game it was. No, I didn't see it. I don't watch much Italian football. No, you're not. No, you don't. But, but I do, but I do like the the individuals. When I say individuals, mm. I don't mean playing as an individual because yeah. without playing without playing as a, a unit and as a group for each other, you're never going to win now. No. But, you know, I, I like. I see some great outstanding Italian footballers, but I just don't like the way how they play football. It's so too negative. I always say to Thomas when he has when he has um little vet builder things, I said always put them Italian in for draws because a lot of times you know yeah. their games are, are, are dour, not dour draws, but it's like a chess game. Somebody waiting to make a move, you know, and they could wait two or three seconds longer than any other Euro- European teams or players. Uh, passing the ball so I, I find it very difficult to watch me absolutely um, but I did watch that game and I thought AC Milan were phenomenal I've seen three teams this season that have taken my breath away I've watched Napoli take my breath away Yeah, Manchester City I've been, impre- I've been impressed with them because when I've watched them it's been in the European Cup yeah, I watched them tw- obviously twice against Liverpool, and mm. they practically destroyed Liverpool. Absolutely, I mean, what a team Napoli look! What a team Man City are! And this was the first time really that I looked at AC Milan this season. I thought, oh my days! AC Milan's performance was the best performance I've seen this season. 
they were phenomenal. They Their first goal was scored by Rafa uh, Leo. And I thought, oi, oi, who's he? He's, um, he's a, again, another brilliant Portuguese player. But the goal that was created was from um, a Moroccan-Spanish lad named Brahim Diaz. Now, I went onto the Facebook page of AC Milan and I commented and I said, please, could you take that back? I've seen the pass from Diaz, which is phenomenal. But please, could you take it back from the moment that Diaz receives the ball? Because what he'd done with the ball round about the halfway line was quite phenomenal. And I've watched and watched and watched again. And it really is just sublime, magical talent. He did score the second goal with almost a Puskas-like. He, he, he feigned and the players committed himself. He's come back on himself and he smashed it. A little bit of a deflection. But uh, there you go, 2-0. And then the fella, um, Alexis Salmakers, a Belgium boy. I didn't know anything about him. Absolutely waltzed through the Napoli defence to make it four. So I looked at those three players and 100% I'll be watching them again. And next week we won't be doing a live podcast on Wednesday because I'm going to be watching Milan versus Napoli. I won't be watching Chelsea in Madrid. I'll be watching that game of the two Italian giants because that is going to be a cracking game too. Well... Listening to how you spoke about it, I'm I'm, I'm going to watch it because obviously yeah. uh, I have noticed, like we, we, with Napoli, that they have mm. they do play some good football. Yeah. So that that stuck in my head when you know if they're on, I will watch them. I mean, they're about 15 points clear in Serie A as well. Um, know, yeah. Newcastle by the way just taking the lead. Very difficult to believe when you look when you think you know Juventus and the two Milan teams. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, Milan last time they champions. last time they. Last time they produced anything like that was on Maradona, were they? Absolutely, and 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 they've got a player. I mean, I never liken a player to anyone because I think that's unfair. But but when you look at this, and, and I can't pronounce the kid's name, he's a Georgian international. I call him Special K. His first name begins with K. His second name begins with K, and he is a player. And I'd watch him. All day long, and as Simon Jordan would say, twice on a Sunday. I think he's a fantastic player. Uh, Jack Grealish's performance for uh, Manchester City and Manchester City as a whole, destroying Liverpool. I did look at Connor Chaplin's goal for Derby County. uh, Sorry, for Ipswich against Derby County. I thought it was tremendous. We're going to be looking at League One watch a little bit later in the podcast. Ipswich do look a decent outfit. And Jamie Reed's goal for Stevenage against Northampton. And before we leave our magic moments, Bertie's goal for Villa last night to win it. What a way to win it in the dying seconds of the game. And I thought that um, the fella from Leicester that scored the goal Harvey Barnes, the way he took the ball into his stride, outstripped Ashley Young and just bagged it. I thought that was tremendous talent and ability. But there's been so many to you. It's been a great week again of magic moments in football. Yeah. Like I said, it's very difficult to pick these. Yeah, it is. You feel 
you feel as though you're doing unjust to the other goals what's scored yeah. really but it's something we do and we have to pick one out and we have to stick by it but again this is what football for me is all about and when Diaz got that ball I'm like oh my days what's he done there wow and then I thought my what a pass and I'm literally watching the game live and, and just thinking please score please score because if you do score it will be on repeat if you don't it won't be on repeat and and for me that's that's the way that kids learn their games by watching these games of football I used to watching match of the day we didn't have the coverage when I was a kid in those days but if the if the goal isn't scored it isn't repeated but the goal was scored and it'll be repeated time and time again because it was a phenomenal bit of skill and it reminded me very much how Maradona used to do that twist, that turn. He'd punch the ball into space, attack that space, and then either go on and score a worldie or put a fantastic pass through for a teammate. So well done to AC Milan. Uh, they do look an absolutely fantastic outfit and a dark horse for the, uh, for the Champions League. Well, once you get to the... Uh, semi-finals I've told you yep. any one of those four teams uh, could win it I mean I've expected Manchester City like a lot of people have for Manchester City to win it uh, yeah, I but I always say final. to you once but once you get to that semi-final yeah. is any one of those four teams could win it anyone whoever it is I posted up a couple of weeks ago Man City Napoli final now having watched AC Milan and being absolutely blown away, how brilliant they are. I mean, I, I can't really describe, words don't describe how brilliant AC Milan were. I would not, I'd rather play Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, or any of these teams than AC Milan. Well, it's going to be very interesting, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm sticking with Manchester City line, but it's going to be very interesting. Absolutely, T. Um, let's just briefly talk, before we go into Book Corner, about our, SRB Media Merchandise. Uh, if you go into all the w's.srbmedia.co.uk forward slash merch, we got some lovely merchandise. Uh, mugs and mats, Terry Curran, the poem mug and the podcast mug. We're going to be looking at getting into some T-shirts as well. Yeah. Um, we've also, Chris has also worked today on your... Uh, after dinner speaking uh, flyer and poster. Yes, which I looks thank you for it. Yes, yeah. it does. It looks fantastic. And we've also got merchandise with Alan Hudson, uh, Hudson 73, uh, a T-shirt that we're working on, Hudson uh, 74, in, um, in connection with the podcast that we've done with Alan over his last 12 months at Chelsea and his first 12 months at Stoke City. Both of those podcasts are out now. My Life, My Music, our regular podcast with Alan Hudson. All the W's.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media is the easiest way and the best way that you can access those podcasts. But the merch page that Chris has put together is absolutely fantastic. It, it looks the bomb, doesn't it, too? And there's a link there which is so uh, making it easy for everyone if they want to purchase something. It's plain and simple for them to do it. Absolutely, and that's the beauty of it. It needs to be plain and simple where people can just click the link 
and they can purchase. And that leads us nicely onto Book Corner and Association with Michael. Just before you go on to Book Corner, Gav, yeah. I, 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 want, I want to mention a, another up-and-coming Argentinian player. Yeah, go on. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, compare him to Messi because he'll, he'll be his own player. But if he if he's as half as good as Messi, he's going to be a superstar for Argentina. His name is Thiago Almada. He's a seventeen year old. Have you heard of him? We've done him the last two podcasts too. He's the fellow right. that scored the uh, the free kick for Atlanta, and he's That's the one right. that scored his debut goal when Messi scored um, yes. against Panama. That's right. This mm-hmm. this kid is going to be a little superstar. Well, no, he is. You know, they produce players because they allow them to uh, to express themselves. Yep. That's another reason why we never seem to... Because Jack's always been under pressure. Well, over there, them countries, they'll yeah. let them go and express themselves. Yeah. You know, if Jack has a game when he hadn't touched the ball that much because somebody stopped him giving the ball, yeah. or when he wants to, he can play, but he's, he's not consistent enough. That's, you know, it's so unpredictable in this... Or not unpredictable, it's so predictable what the media say about our good players. Absolutely. I put a post up um, yesterday where I'd, I'd posted that, you know, we're eulogising over Declan Rice, Jude Bellingham, um, Calvin Phillips, and, and abroad, they have got absolutely superstars that have got technical ability that's far and away advanced to anything that we've got apart from Jack, Phil Foden, James Madison. But for some reason... We've always loved the work rate play out, the box-to-box. And we won't win anything because we don't play our best players. It's incredibly stupid. It's an English disease. And but young, that's where we've as, always been. And when, and when they're young kids with these academies, mm. you know, they stop them expressing themselves. It's incredible, isn't it? It's they, so they, naive. Pass, pass. I want, yeah, I want them to pass and I want them to move the ball quickly. Yeah. I'm a big believer in that. Mm. But when the kids just let them express themselves. I remember just doing, let them express themselves. I remember doing a podcast with Peter with and um Pete when he was there at, at Villa doing a bit of coaching and he was watching him and he said, All they used to do is just pass, 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 pass. And he stopped it and he says, Do any of you take a player on? Can any of you dribble with the ball? Can any of you drop your shoulder and make something happen? And sadly, that's what we've done. We've just over the years created robotic players. To be honest, and, and I just look at it. I just, I just, just I said it. I said it years ago. Mm. And I'll repeat myself. Mm. I don't want to say it because I want the British managers, English managers, to do well. But we are losing our football. We're losing our identity altogether, aren't we? Mm. It's just we are, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's just an incredible scenario what's happening to, to English football I mean I remember when you know they were saying that Jack wasn't doing very well and Man City were looking to move him on in the transfer window back in January and AC Milan were a team mooted if I was Jack Grealish I would have looked at Man's, that, that team there AC Milan and thought do you know what if you want me to move to that team I'm more than happy to go and play there I think City are great but I tell you what the ability of some of these players. It's just incredible. But again, we don't recognise. Audi always says, if we fell over a great player, we wouldn't recognise it because we just don't produce these players because of 
the the English disease, and it just is inherent in our game, and we wonder why we always fail. But you know, it, it is what it is, and all we can do is watch these teams, watch these players, eulogise about them too, put them in our magic moments. And I'll guarantee you most of them won't be English, but they will be a foreign national technical ability players that have just got sublime ability. Give me that any day of week with a team what will play as a unit, yeah. play together, you know, and make no mistake, you like not only will he enjoy watching them play, that team uh, will win uh, major, major trophies. Absolutely. Um, so we did mention about our merchandise, um, our merch page, srbmedia.co.uk forward slash merch. And we've got a, a book that we're selling in our uh, shop as well. Give me the ball. My take on a beautiful game by Terry Curran with John Brindley. So, guys, if you want to purchase Terry's book, either go on to Terry's uh, pages, his social media pages, and purchase it directly through Terry, or go on to our merch page, click the link, and purchase the book, and uh, Terry will send it to you. If you ask him nicely, he might even sign one. I'll always sign the books, Gabby. Always. What a fantastic bit of business. And give me the ball, a great book, TC, your second book. And uh, you've sold it in a slightly different way. And I was explaining to Chris today that that is the way forward if you can do it how Terry Curran has done it rather than the way some other players do it. Because, after all, it's their career, it's their words, it's their story, and they should be the one getting the lion's share of the money. Well, well, why should Amazon get the lion's share of it? Why should the football club get the lion's share 100%. of it? You know, you know, if, if people are brave enough to go outside uh, Nottingham Forest or Sheffield Wednesday or in Everton or in Arsenal yeah. players, what's done a book, you don't have to put it in shops. You, you'll sell as many if you go outside the ground selling Absolutely. it. You know, you don't mind the, the club making money, but when they want to make maybe half of it, a little bit more than half of it, then it's not worth doing. And I think that you're being very generous when you're saying the clubs would like to make half of the money because my experience of football clubs, they want to make almost eight-tenths of yeah. the money that the, uh, that the book is worth. So well done, TC. Uh, well done, Chris, for getting our merch page up. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, sorry, T, what was you going to say something? I was going to want to say, I want to thank Chris because I asked him to do that uh, photo for the uh, after dinner speaking. Uh, and it's brilliant. I'm really pleased with that. It's set that page up and uh, where I can sell my book on as well as me selling it. So I really appreciate him doing that because I, as you know, and as I know, both of you are busy and you both put yourselves out to do things like this to get things out not just on me but i mean you you get out to work to as many people as you can you're always looking for players to come on onto your uh, podcasts and everything so to both of you i want to thank pair of you yeah i mean chris does an absolutely fantastic job we speak daily uh, how much time do you think I've got? He will always say to me, just make some time and do it. <laughs> and, and I spoke to him today. and he that's, said, That's a sign of a great friendship. Absolutely. And he said, I wonder if TC likes it. I said, I'll phone him up now 
I was in a customer's house and I was just making the bed. And I said, I'll phone him up now. And I just went, I was posting something on a group. I went onto Facebook and there it was. You'd post it. So I phoned him up. I said, I don't need to phone up till he likes it because he's already posted it. I'm and sure, he was I'm sure I sent him a tough. message. Yeah, I think I you probably did. But I, we were just talking at that time. Yeah. And um, and, and he's, he's, he's elated because he, he really enjoys it. And if it wasn't for Chris... We wouldn't be doing the podcast. We wouldn't have SRB Media. He does a phenomenal job. And as I say, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing anything but what I do. Brilliant. Barton's Army was a book that was recommended by Andy this week. And on this day, which will be Saturday uh, this year, T, the 8th of April, 1937, if we go back to 1937, Anthony Edward Barton was born. Tony Barton was born. And Tony Barton, Barton's Army, Conquering Europe with Aston Villa, written by Colin Abbott and the Aston Villa Army. 1981, that wasn't it? Uh, it was 1982 when Villa conquered Europe. They won the Football League for the League first time in 71 years. Yeah, yeah. at Arsenal in 19, May 1971. And then in 90, sorry, 81. And then in 1982, they conquered Europe. And I've been looking at the socials of Aston Villa. Uh, that crowd that they took to Leicester City last night and when they start singing the LA LA song about conquering Europe in 1982. And that all comes back to Barton's army. Unbelievably, in the February of 1982, Ron Saunders walked out. Tony Barton walked in. I don't think people really realise the what the job that Tony Barton did. And, and to be fair, I mean, as a non-Aston Villa supporter, I didn't, but going out to various functions and doing podcasts with uh, Tony Morley and Dennis Mortimer and, you know, one or two other uh, Aston Villa players of that time, what come back to me was how influential Tony Barton was in bringing pretty much every player to Aston Villa. In terms of and most of those players... Ron Saunders never watched them play. It was Tony Barton that identified him. His recruitment was phenomenal. And uh, and I, I guess fitting that he actually took him over the line. He was the manager when they won the European Cup. How good it must he be, the, uh, Saunders, for walking out? Absolutely. He must, he, he, well, yeah, because he, he, he walked out and he went to Birmingham City. <laughs> <laughs> was, listen, that was incredible because he just won the league with Aston Villa, really. Tell me about it. You know, so... I mean, something must have gone off between him and Doug Ellis. They must have done. Ellis, it, 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 was, it, it was Bendel at the time. It was the Bendel was family. It? Yeah, Warren Ellis, right. Doug wasn't there at the time when they won the Europe. That's why at Villa Park, Doug never had any reminder of winning the league and the European Cup at Villa Park. It's only been recently that Villa have acknowledged with the new ownership uh, at Aston Villa, but Doug, no, Doug never recognised him at all. In fact, while Doug was there, I don't think you'd have, you know, if he wasn't a Villa supporter, realised that Villa actually did win the European Cup in 1982. But I think that was more for Doug's ego rather than anything else. But uh, phenomenal side, great team. You think you think you'd want to push it, wouldn't you? Because you know it's something. It's a great achievement. In fact, I've just got a message tonight from. Um, and Stringer, who bought a couple of, uh, a couple of those uh, 
what they call them, uh, Matt's. Oh yeah, the coaches. Team match. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's received them today. She's highly, highly pleased with them. So lovely. Thank you, Anne Stringer, for buying them. Yes, or purchasing them. Absolutely. And guys, any of you that want to purchase it, just go on to our www.srbmedia.co.uk forward slash merch and you can purchase uh, anything that's in our shop, including Terry Curran's book. But Barton's Army, a fantastic book written by Colin Abbott. And um, he's got his latest book coming out shortly, uh, Charlie Aitken, story of Charlie Aitken. So that'll be a great read. One of Villa's um, greatest stalwarts and, and players absolute legend at Aston Villa and also played for the New York Cosmos so that that's, that promises to be a fantastic read as well too listen all these books that you put on there they'll not get a better chance to be to have them pu- not published uh, so what I'm looking for Gabby publicised publicised yeah you know uh it's a, we've got a great podcast going now. How long have we been going now? Poor two hundred and fifty. Fifty. This is our one hundred and fifty third. Um, the current view. We must so have been least, doing three seasons, four seasons, maybe. So at least they're getting mentioned uh, once a week, aren't they? Uh, we we you have know. given. Well, you have, and Chris, it's incredible. It's incredible. Hundreds and, and, and hundreds of books. And I hope they books. appreciate it. Hundreds and hundreds of books, and many of them that I buy, and then I I do a podcast with Andy, uh, probably now once every six weeks, two months, where we look at books because Andy promotes such fantastic football books as well, and I just scratch the surface. But the second book, and my first one that I've looked at um, this week, Fallen Idol. An idol isn't spelt as you would in Pop Idol, it's um, Idol, I D L E. Fighting back from the booze, swindles and drugs that ripped my life apart. Peter Marinello, I squandered my talent. I pissed most of it up the wall. I'm the guy who wrote the manual of how not to do it. I mean, bankruptcy, gangsters, accusations of attempted murder, dealings with his wife's mental illness and his son's heroin addiction. Peter Marinello tells his frank and fearless story of one of football's great survivors. I've just started reading this book. What an absolute fantastic... SRB Media.